I'm sorry. Sing okay. song. Bye. Yes. Oh, what was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. It sounds like something you find in your penis. <laughs> oh, well, that never gets old, does it? Who's starting? I know it's not me. Well, oh, me. Oh, well you oh, can go, go ahead. Wanda. Oh, no, Let- you insist. Go, Wanda. Well, go, Wanda. It's my birthday. Not yet. April 23rd. Buy me some gifts. Well, hey there, hi there, and hello there, ladies. My name is Wanda Wisdom. I am joined by my two lovely lady friends, Madge Weinstein of Yeast Radio. Hi there, honey. Squish sound. And uh, <laughs> Regina Confacina Fox. From, I would like uh, to go. Well, you know, I'm the reason why we're late today, because I was, number one, I have two very good reasons, the first of which is, what is that? Reagan, oh. Reagan, I was late too. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay, that makes me feel better. So, uh reason. the first reason was because I forgot and then the second reason <laughs> is because I was watching the Anna Nicole Smith Lifetime movie. Oh. Okay. It Those are was, good reasons. It was amazing. It that show and now I'm singing the Anna Nicole Smith theme song to my dog or I say Bella Bella beautiful Bella Bella Nicole you're so, so I want to be known as Reagan Lynn oh my god that when you okay that that for some reason just gave me a like a waft of depression like I yeah, just it was felt pretty this- depre- well I was laughing at the movie until the very end when her son Daniel dies and then she dies right after and I I got a little verklempt is it a new movie it's this year, and I can't believe it wasn't nominated for any Oscars. <laughs> I bet it was uh, nominated for a Razzie. Okay, well, so what about Martin Landau's uh, in it? What about Oprah? What about Oprah? Do you think she's pissed that she didn't get nominated? For oh, anything? I'm sure she's pissed, but I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say whether she should be pissed. I have or to not. say, I I don't think it was that great a movie. Do you see it, Reagan? I did not. I did not have any interest in seeing yeah. it. Oh, you're because you're. Well, never mind. Um, did you see Twelve Years of Slavery? I did not see Twelve Years a Slave yet. See, here's my problem with those films. You know, films in that vein. It took me probably five attempts to get through The Color Purple because I would get so hysterically sad and um, I don't know if it's white person guilt or whatever the case is, but it's. I just. Those this movies. is totally different from Colored Purple because Color Color Purple was very emotional, very tear jerky, but it wasn't. This is much more realistic and terror. It really brings you into what it was like in slavery more than any movie I've ever seen. I mean, it's you know just what, uh, what I found particularly fascinating about the movie was that I think this is probably going to be one of the first movies that a white person will be sitting in the theater identifying the whole time with the um with the african american slave whereas i think in a lot of other slave narratives or stories white people always sort of look at the white people and go would i be that kind of white person or you know feel guilt about it but i just feel like this character is so like you can't help but identify with him and the whole time think about what you would do and 
feel outrage at how we, you know the situation that he was in. You're talking about the which guy? The the, the main character. The, the the black guy or the white guy? No, the black guy, the, the slave. Why would why would a why do you think I don't understand why you think a, a white person in the audience would identify with him? Well, because I think it's that he he is. How do I describe it? I think um, because it's not presented in a it's presented in a very um, it's presented in a way that I think that a lot of white people would not be able to identify. I'm not speaking. Civil rights. I will not discuss civil rights. Maybe I I don't think I understand your point at all. I have not seen the film, but this is what I, this is how I interpret what you're saying based on the limited knowledge I have of the film. That maybe it's because um, there's something deep within us that wonders what it would be like if our freedom were just taken away you know that that we were free and then all of a sudden everything changes and we're totally taken out of our element or is that it wanda maybe i guess maybe a better point would be that he his humanity was such and it wasn't a caricature you know he uh, what the hell was that what is that what Oh, Matt, Matt. Madge, you're melting down. What do you mean? How is it that boot camp... I can hear your nose breathing. ...made your skills worse on the computer? Hmm. Uh, now, here we go. There you go. I don't know. Way better. It's just weird. How does education make you worse? (laughs) I don't know. You're the professor. You tell me. No, I think um, just... I think what I was trying to say is that I feel like this character people could identify with in a way that I don't know any other story or movie about slavery. People would identify with the person going through slavery in as first person. A oh, I, see, I see what you're saying, because this guy had his freedom taken away. Yes. And he was originally free. Yeah, I, because I mean, everyone everyone can understand today oh, I, in I, this I, day and age. I understand your point, but I, I didn't I don't think agree with it because um it was so clearly something that only happened to black people and in the movie i didn't find that it was anything i could identify with at all now if it was a movie about the holocaust yeah and i did see an amazing movie about the holocaust that has been like underground well never mind that but um no i didn't i didn't identify with that i mean it was like i really just felt Uh. I really just thought, my God, what they went through was so fucking awful. And now we still treat them like shit. That's Who is the, they? That was my... Blacks, Who is they? The blacks. Oh, black people. Yeah, um, I, I was watching the uh, Daily Show, yeah. and yeah. John Stewart did a really funny bit about Justin Bieber egging his neighbor's house in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. And... For those of you who don't know much about Los Angeles and the surrounding area, Calabasas is kind of like where the older contingency of people with a little bit of money live. It's not... It's not like next door to Paris Hilton. It's, you you know, you can't just start driving your Lamborghini 100 miles an hour down the road and having parties till all all hours of the night, which is what Justin Bieber is doing. So he's um, gotten into a kerfuffle with his 
neighbor, uh, several evidently. He egged his house. The police came with a search warrant, I guess, to look for eggs in uh, Justin Bieber's house. And eggs, eggs. They, They didn't charge Justin Bieber with anything, but evidently there was an African-American hip-hop artist there who I guess had maybe like a little bit of marijuana or something on him. So they took him to... Lil Zay, is that his name? Yeah, so they ended up taking him to jail, and Jon Stewart's joke was only... You know, only in the United States will the police be called for a young white guy. They go to his house and end up carting a black man to jail. (laughs) And I'm not laughing at what happened to that guy. I'm just laughing at kind of the political racial irony of Mm. the United States. Wow. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, I, terrible, did terrible. Did you not love the actress that played, um, oh, I don't know the name of her character. Her name's like Nyong'o. Oh, the one who just won the SAG Award, right? For yes. Best supporting actress. I, I, um, my Oscar predictions are all, like, I think it's going to be the year of the black. Because, like, I predict her. I think the, I think the three really best people really are all black. And it's her, the guy that played the main slave there, and then the guy in um, the, the movie with... Um, not anti Vera, but uh, Tom Hanks, um, the the guy that played the Somali. Pirate. Well, Jared Le- Jared Leto will definitely You know, he's from Minneapolis. He was he a cab literally dri- or a, a limo driver, right? Really? He, he was literally now. an unknown wow. Wow. from Minneapolis who went to a an audition. Barkhad Abdi. I'm the captain now. That was good. Um, anyway. Yeah, Jared Leto. The thing is about that Dallas Buyers Club. It was a good movie, but like I can't, I cannot give an an honest evaluation of it in any way because it was so profoundly depressing to me that I couldn't process it. Like I can't process it objectively at all because it was so depressing. I have to say that the kind of gay and lesbian press has turned me off to that movie uh-huh. and both of the actors in it uh, in large part and it's unfortunate because i need to give the movie a shot and mm-hmm. oh, make my it. own no i haven't seen it but the problem that a lot of people um in the gay press have with it is that it tells this real revisionist history tale of how uh, how people who had AIDS got medication in the 1980s when it wasn't available. So from what I understand, ACT UP is not a big, like not a part of the story. I, and I totally, it, it, I, I totally agree with that analysis. I haven't heard it, but that's what I was thinking when I watched the movie because I'm like, wait a second, where's Queer Nation? Where's ACT UP? And they're making right. it, they're playing this whole thing about, oh, the drug like companies are Like it's a straight guy. It's a straight guy putting AZT into the hands of people who need it. Well, it's not AZT, but basically, yeah. Or and cocktails. The, the he's, cocktails. Well, they're, hit the point one of the main points was that AZT was a bad drug and the drug companies were pushing it and paying off the doctors. AZT bad, you know, weird drugs, homeopathic drugs from Mexico. Good. It was just kind of like the story was kind of awful. I think, I mean, yeah, the acting was good, but I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, and you got this homophobic main character that is just like faggot this faggot that, you know, and it's about his catharsis and change, but that was really just, Whose movie is this? Who wrote the movie? Cher wrote it, I think. Really? (laughs) Was that before or after his son slash daughter had the change? Her son, you mean. You called Cher a him. 
Oh, well, you know, it's hard for me to keep track of all of her gender issues. I, I, who did that? So, I, I don't know. And, and, then, all, and then these these gentlemen go and win. And you know I have my beef, my ongoing beef with straight actors playing gay roles and mm-hmm. transgender roles. Yeah, especially too. the transgender thing. I mean, that just really bothers me. But... Um, so then they win awards, and there's no mention of gay people. There's no mention of – you would think, you would think that if you're doing a movie about the Holocaust, of course you always tip your hat to the people who died during the Holocaust. If you're doing a film – I don't think it's fair to do a film like that um, where you're representing a particular community who was decimated mm-hmm. by this pandemic in the 1980s and not make any serious or substantive reference to that community that is implicated in the film, except to make jokes about how it was really hard for you to shave okay. and wax your but, private but parts. But did you read what Jared Leto said at the SAG Awards, though? No, no, no. What did okay. he say? Okay, let me let's go through what happened because yes, what he said was was people were complaining about. It. Do you know who Andrew Alexandra Billings is? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. A, she's like she's like our the best. You know, she's like our main product of Chicago. Like because she's this amazing. You know, she teaches acting. She's been in some roles, but she's just this amazing transgender person, and her her writing is phenomenal. And she wrote, and I think I linked to it, but she wrote a post about how upset she was with that speech, you know, and for the various reasons, like, and it was all about identifying. She's like, you're an actor. You, are, you bring yourself in there. You're not leaving yourself in the dressing room, because if you did, then there would be no person there acting you know you right. need to admit this and you need to tip your hat to the gay and this, the the people that went through it and he did that yesterday and then she wrote thank you to him um so what exactly did he say i well i can't remember my own name i mean we'd have to uh google it i, I can't even try to recollect it but um well he probably caught a lot of uh flack for doing it it just seems like we are right now in another cultural moment where people just keep saying really stupid things or they don't say the appropriate things like that bachelor guy who's well yeah can i just say that like not only the bachelor but you had Sherry Shepard try to get all. Oh, she. You know, anytime she says anything about the gay and lesbian community, it is just awful. It it really does her no favors. It basically what she said was she try. I don't remember the context, but she tried to explain her views on uh, essentially gay people, and it was that whole notion, that whole argument of like love the sin or hate the sin. You know, right. like I don't have to equivocating. Approve. Well, it's like a not. It's like a. It's like a a non-approving approval. So, like, I love you because you're one of God's creatures. Mm-hmm. I am flawed too, so I can't judge you. Which is really just saying you are judging me. You just don't feel yeah, comfortable saying it out loud because you're ignorant. afraid you're going to go to hell. Right. Can and, I read, let's not start I, with the premise that who I am is a flaw. Can I read How this? How about we start there? Can I read <laughs> yeah, what he but, said at the SAG Awards? Yeah. He said, um, after accepting his trophy, the handsome star uh, said he wanted to dedicate his honor to, quote, all of the people who have lost their lives as a result of this dreadful disease, to the people around the world who are living with HIV AIDS, I'd like to share it with the rayons of the world, to the people who have made a choice to live their lives as they have chosen to dream it. I'm so proud that I have been able to glimpse the world through your eyes. 
So that's quite a change. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. It, and it's it's refreshing to hear that he's actually he he's probably very aware of the criticism yeah. that was lobbied against him mm-hmm. during the Golden Globes, unlike Michael Douglas, who every time he wins for Liberace has some ridiculous gay joke uh to tell mm-hmm. or, you know, talk making a joke of gay sex. I didn't I've never seen him get an awards, I don't know. I I didn't really like that movie. I just thought it was what Liberace? Yeah, the behind the golden curtain or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, it's again, it's straight Under people the playing gay shower. people. <laughs> straight people playing gay people again and again and again. And I know it's just it's tiring yeah. to me. I mean, it's just and I'm not saying that straight actors are incapable of playing those roles, but I think we live in a time where matters of self-representation are very important where gay people do not have a seat at the table like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm invested in creating beyond, beyond any of that, like just simple economics. I am for those dollars going into the pockets of gay artists who otherwise would not get work. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. did, is there anything we all saw? Like actually saw. <laughs> Did her. you see Blue Jasmine, Wanda? No, I I have a, a number of films I haven't seen. I swear that. Let's what see, about Blue Augusta? Jasmine's what? August. No, I haven't seen August Osage County either. What have you seen, Wanda? The entertainment uh, reporter. All of the <laughs> best picture nominees except for uh, her, Dallas Buyers Club. And there's one other one. So you saw Twelve Years a Slave. Saw Twelve Years a Slave. What were the saw Captain Phillips? Saw that. Okay, well, Philomena. We can talk about the one, the American Hustle, right? We all saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? I mean, like, I feel like that whole thing, like, before they wrote it, even it was already going to win the Academy Award. Like, what the fuck's going on with that? I just feel I like it's I'm, being. Pushed. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I don't no. understand all the hoopla over it. And Jennifer Lawrence is way too young to play mm. that role. Way too young to play that role. Of course, but it just yeah, seemed I like it was like it's just to me. It felt like there's like a Hollywood machine that's just like everybody's like, oh, of course that's the best picture. Like what? I mean, that was even before it was released. Like why? You know? Yeah, that I don't understand. I do not understand the hype around it. I mean, I, again, there were some great performances. Christian Bale and Amy Adams, I thought, were amazing. Yeah. I yeah. thought Jennifer Lawrence was great, but, she, you know, it wasn't like, I don't think she deserves an award for that role. Yeah. None of them deserve an award for that role. And the movie does yeah. not at all deserve to be nominated for anything. I, I mean, it's, but again, it's not a bad movie. And if I saw it without it receiving all these accolades and nominations, I'd probably be like, I'd probably like it a lot okay. more what than are, I do. What do we not get? Because I have been accused, well, people that don't like this movie, I've been accused of not getting it. What am I not getting? I, I get it. I just, he, here's the measure for me of what constitutes a good movie. It's whether or not I feel transported into the world of the film. And the entire time I was watching American Hustle, I was hyper aware that I was watching a movie. I was hyper aware that I was watching Bradley Cooper and uh, Amy Adams, and none of it. I just could not suspend my disbelief for a moment. And you know what? I have a word for that that I for myself. I call that overgenred. And I feel like that movie was overgenred. Like it's just screams seventies at you. Like yeah. the hair, the outfits. It's like it won't 
and maybe that's why it doesn't let you forget that it's a movie because it's like it's like the 3d stuff you were talking about before like you can't watch a 3d movie because you're always thinking it's 3d it's 3d and this is like it's 70s it's 70s Lamey, Mohair, it's a perfect Mohair. analogy it, yeah it was, well, ag- it was aggressively 70s yes it was it was 70s fetish it was not like because again any good period any good period piece mm-hmm. is probably you're not going to be constantly aware that you're watching right. a period piece period blood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what about um that uh oof, the wolf of wall streak i have not seen it yet I, going to. Okay. I really like leonardo I, I think he's a great actor i mean i think he i think jonah hill really blew me away is that the, again, the jewy <laughs> yes <laughs> jewy i don't know the jewy um <laughs> I mean, he's about as Jewy as you can get. Come Did on. you see that one, Madge? I loved it. Yeah, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, there's been some criticism that it's glorifying all this shit in the movie. And I just thought if people can't yeah, watch it, a movie and not But that's think the that, way it is. And that's why the story needs to be told. My only fear is that people will think it's exaggerating what, what the stock market was like in the 80s. And it's not. From everything I've talked, I've talked ex- extensively with Max Kaiser about it because he was a stockbroker then and he always talks about it. And that's part of why he's on this, you know, mission to kind of expose Wall Street since then. It really was like that. Was and, like that. Well, I can... I, that's the things. Like, why does it always have to do exposés of things in the past? Why can't they do an expose of what's going on now? You know, like the same thing with the with the, um, the American Hustle. Like, okay, they're doing this wonderful expose. They're showing what it's really like then. What about what's going on now with the bankers? What about well, what, evidently you know? the Weinstein brothers, I believe, mm. are coming out with a movie uh, that is targeting the NRA, and it's okay. not a documentary. It's a it's if well, maybe it's based on a true story. I, I I don't remember exactly what it is, but basically the thrust of the film is that um, this is how the NRA lobbies. Um, and, and they said that they are going to make people in the NRA wish they had never belonged to that organization. That's Good. what they claim in Good. the movie. You know, my uncle's in that. In that, and he is like, or at least he calls himself a liberal. You know, they live on a farm. They raise chickens. They're all like granola. They were hippies in the seventies. But he's pro-gun, and I don't. It's so hard, and you can't discuss it. I can't discuss it with him because it creates too much of an argument, and I don't like to argue with family. But I don't get, like, these liberals that are pro-gun. I don't get anyone who's pro-gun, but I especially don't get liberals that are pro-gun. I don't know. Weird. It's kind of scary to me because I just feel like there's so many gun nuts in this country that we're never going to get rid of them. Yeah, well, and I worry about the institutionalization or, you know, the concrete... Is that a word? Concretization of the culture Mm -hmm. that guns are, you know, because it's almost like in response to people's criticism of guns, there's been this like, you know, um, stronger response to try to make it a part of the culture, which then in turn over time is going to make it more a part of the culture. So it's going to become something even harder to get rid of. I wonder what, do you know what the percentage is of like who light is pro gun versus anti gun in this country? Do, I mean, do you I'll, look, I'll look now, I'll go now. It's very upsetting because 
like, why can't we ever just say, oh, every other country in the Western world does makes them illegal or to some extent? Why don't we look at that and then look at their gun violence? And may, maybe there's a correlation. Then the arguments I get against gun control, like the most common one I get is, you're you live in Chicago, and the, you know their guns are you know there's some laws against guns here, and you guys have more murders than anyone. But I, and I'm always like, well, yeah, how hard is it to to go to Indiana and get a gun? You or know? yeah, the fact that people on the street don't care what the law is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I understand. The right, I, I guess it comes down to like a lot of these people think, well, the, the government might turn against me and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of things could happen. You could get 9 11, you know, you got your duct tape. I mean, there's all these worst case scenarios. Why is the only relevant one? I think what it comes down to, honestly, from I've talked to a lot of people that when I hear people who, who have been exposed to guns, it's like it's an addiction. Like the first time they shoot, it's like this adrenaline rush that they and then they get hooked. And I don't know why, because I've never shot a gun. But. I have. Really? What, what was it like? Um, Are you pro-gun? No, I'm not. Um, well, I don't... See, I don't... I think pro-gun is just such a weird thing to say. To me, it's like when people say pro-life. I'm right, like, what, okay. it, it, what it does is. that mean? You know? It's... Um, okay. uh, yeah, I think that there should be guns for recreational use for you know hunting or whatever but i i absolutely think that we should have very stringent gun control that there should without question be background checks on people that there's no reason why people should have semi-automatic weapons or that to me yeah it's i mean you regulate people's food you regulate barbers i mean give me a break like you can't come up with a regulatory i can't come up with a regulatory system that doesn't impinge upon the Constitution. I mean, that's why we have the judiciary branch. Let them, you know, pass a law. And the problem right. is that people just won't even get that far. You know, I, I haven't. This is my suggestion to the lawmakers that do nothing. Um, make it illegal to have a gun in the same living unit, whether it's a house or a condo, of a child. Like, in other words, there may be no guns present in a house where there is a child, period, the end. So if you have mm-hmm. guns and you have kids, you're going to have to store them in a separate facility, like at a gun shooting party place or whatever they call it. Because <laughs> there's so place. many injuries. I mean, like the injury. The, you the, mean Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> yeah. There's so many self, you know, accidental injuries of children because of the, you know, because they get their parents' guns. But it doesn't make as big a headlines because it's not like 23 kids getting shot at once, like in Newtown. But more kids get killed from that. It's like, and no matter how many background checks in the world, it's not going to keep the kid from getting their parents' gun who passed the background chi- chick, ch- check, <laughs> chuck, chuck them. <laughs> anyway yeah but you're right the nra is the issue here because we can't there has to be a compromise everybody knows that you can't just ban them it's not going to work um but we cannot have that discussion with the nra running around you know threatening people and being insane true that so i'm good for the my, my biggest my biggest problem is people just don't seem to give a shit nobody gets seems to give a shit about much of anything anymore i care why is that, you think? 
because there are so many other things to be preoccupied with, presumably. I mean, that like, might just be a very easy like throwaway like, answer. But huh. I I understand that. I mean, I can relate to it. Like, you know, when we had Auntie Vera on the show, you know, she started off with like, I only care about myself, my own world, and fuck the rest. But, and you know, and I've always, you know, and I started off diametrically opposed to that. And now I find myself more and more sliding in that direction because... I just see what our failure our government is in so many ways. But then on the other hand, I look at Obamacare and I'm like, I don't care what they say. It's been profoundly successful in my life. So I, yeah, there's no excuse not to give a shit. But it's hard. But I understand why people don't give a shit. When you look at Congress, who's just paid to just sit on their thumbs and call each other names. And they're the people that run our country? This is so uplifting. I, feel I like know. We're really a... We're basically very positive. No, I mean, I think it's. I don't uh, think there's anything wrong with. I think this is a good conversation. I don't find it negative. I mean, I smell something in this house. I don't know if it's my feet, but it smells like Parmesan chicken. It's just distracting. <laughs> oh, gross! Mm-hmm. I do not want to know. Chuckle, I watched an interesting movie called The Life of Others, which won yeah. the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Uh, Okay. Some years ago, I don't know exactly how many. Familiar. What what's it about? It, it's a really really interesting film. It, it's German and there are subtitles and my boyfriend wanted me to watch it and I was like, I don't want to read. I'm getting over the flu. I can't do this. But we watched it and it's about the uh Stasi, Stasi. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, yeah, um, that's about the guy who listens to people. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. East Germany, they, right? They, yeah, right, right before the Berlin Wall fell and to me, what made it resonate so much is all the stuff that we're going through with Prism and Snowden yeah. and the government uh, eavesdropping on our conversations. And uh, the entire time I wa- was watching the film, I just kind of thought, it is crazy to me that a government would micromanage its people so much. Yeah. Like, oh, they had a file on every single person, the Stasi did, every single person in East Germany. That's crazy to me. And then, so as I was saying that and kind of having this philosophical conversation in my head with, you know, is it just about power? I just didn't get it. And I I don't think I ever really understood the split between uh, East and West Berlin. And I had to kind of like embarrassingly ask my boyfriend to explain it to me because to me in my head, I just thought, well, why did any of uh, Berlin go to? go to russia because i mean we it's kind of like we were victorious what's, during world war ii what's the name of the movie it's called the life of others okay Have so you been- it was just it, it was fascinating to kind of reacquaint myself with this history because i never paid attention much in uh history class growing up i, I, I find it boring. fascinating that subject and, and it's and i've been to berlin several times and part of it is my curiosity because that when the Berlin Wall fell, I just couldn't figure out why and how that happened because it's just so fucking weird. First of all, that there was this, you know, West Berlin and East Berlin, and the West Berlin is basically just a prison. Isn't inside it cra- East Berlin. I mean, isn't that crazy? It I is, mean, it, it really, it it's so difficult for me to wrap my brain around. But, but it's still happening today. I mean, look at Palestine is basically enclosed. In the well, and look at wall. North Korea. Yeah, but but that's I don't know, but that's kind of their own thing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fucking nuts too. But to me, like North Korea is so fucking crazy that I'm just like, 
Ugh, what the hell? What's well, it just amazes that? me that they that it hasn't crumbled. That's what I just find so utterly fascinating. Like everything else that kind of People operated under such. Death. It's just this guy is just terrorizing everyone, and nobody, nobody from the outside is. It, it, for some reason, it must benefit a lot of Western powers or other powers or Eastern powers, for that matter, to have them in that situation. I don't know why, because it would be very easy to take out that stupid guy and free the country. Well, I, I think it really has a lot to do with the way we, you know, we're not going to do anything because of the way China treats it. And China doesn't want to do anything because they're afraid that they're going to have millions of people rushing through their borders if the whole thing collapses like a house of cards. Uh-huh. So they'd much rather just Why would they go to China and not South Korea? Or both? Presumably because there are... I don't know, actually, but I know that the criticism I've always heard is that China doesn't want millions of refugees flooding across its borders. Interesting. Um, but yeah, the the Berlin thing is fascinating. You, Reagan, you should go to Berlin with your boyfriend, you because you, it's you can see all of these things. And when you go to the Berlin Wall and you see it, and you see, you can still see the bullet holes in the buildings, you know, from World War Two, and you know, it, wow. it's just to go there and see this, and then it you'll get it. You know, it'll make sense in a way, except for the part where it's like, what the fuck. And so East Berlin is now economically this economic. I mean, it's still like economically downtrodden. No, and, no. Oh, it's not. No, not at all. Uh, uh-uh. it's totally oh. integrated now. You can't even tell the difference without being told. Oh, okay. I thought it was kind of like the the other side of the tracks. Nope. Mm-mm. In fact, the, some of the nicest neighborhoods, like Mitte, now is like the trendiest neighborhood in Berlin, which is uh, used to be the Jewish neighborhood. And it was a slum on in East Berlin, and now it's like where the galleries are. And this very is, and interesting. It, yeah, very interesting. Well, at any rate, I highly recommend this film. Oh, it's I'll see it's it, a yeah. good film, definitely worth watching it. Yeah. And and kind of, it, it's a uh, sobering reminder of why we should care about all this eavesdropping. Okay, and there's also this movie that you need to see, and it's on YouTube. It's called Memory of the Camps, and it's this, it's this. Hitchcock was one of the collaborators in this, but there were several directors on it. It was in storage. Nobody could watch it for like 40 years because they felt it would be too upsetting for a lot of people. And when you watch the movie, you'll see why. It's, I mean, I, you've, have you guys seen Night and Fog about the Holocaust? Uh-uh. It, that's like Mm-mm. the definitive Holocaust movie, and everybody should see that. I had to see it as a kid a thousand times. But, you know, that's where they show the Nazis shooting people. It's with their own propaganda films. Oh, you yeah. see them. You see what they did to people. But this one, it shows, like, the whole movie is showing bodies close up. Like, dead Jewish people up close and other, you know... Oh, situations. I see. Again, it's kind of like the 12 Years a Slave phenomenon. I just can't go there. I, I just... It's too depressing for me. It is depressing, but I find... For some reason, I found, like... A lot. I find the um, the Dallas Buyer Clubs infinitely more depressing than these kinds of movies. I don't know why. I guess it just strikes too close to home or something. Mm-hmm. No, but well, the Jewity Jew- is. I mean, the Jewish thing doesn't strike any closer home than that. I mean, those could be my relatives that that were in those dead bodies. It's just I don't know. Sometimes, perhaps, when things are super shocking, it's easier to sort of I don't know distance distance or detach psychologically from it but i think it's important to see these movies though 
I mean, I'm not saying you personally, but I just mean, um, I, I just think it's important to, because that's how we don't forget. Like any Holocaust, you cannot watch this movie and take any Holocaust denier seriously. I mean, like that's the most important thing about this movie. Do you understand that Wanda? <laughs> the, this movie is like, you can't, this is like, I would love to see a Holocaust denier look at this movie and try and refute it. Wanda. Huh? Not so wise anymore, are you? Right. I have. Uh, have you ever read uh, the the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich? I actually no, it's on. But my, I have read Flowers in the Attic. It's on my Kindle, but I haven't been able to get very far in it. It's you know I actually listened to the um, I, and I have the audio book if you want it. I but do, I listened yeah, to the audio. Like that. What's that? I would like that because the uh, it's far easier for me to get through stuff like that with an audio book than trying to sit down and read it. But there's also a movie version of it that was done like in the 50s that they put on film and I have it on DVD. It's not anywhere near as like enjoyable as the book or as comprehensive. But the book is just so you it was written by this guy who kind of was there. Mm-hmm. He was a reporter and and he kind of saw things take shape and it's a little biased in a number of ways, but mm-hmm. um or I shouldn't say biased, but um he's a and little biased old. do you mean sympathetic to the Jewish people no no he's well he's very pro american let's just put it that way, so okay. he tries to paint a picture that maybe makes us look a little better than we really were during yeah. yeah. The 30s and 40s, but I've, what I find really anyway. fascinating is World War One. I've got a book about World War One that I'm trying to read too, which looks because that was a real mess. You know, like oh, there's, there's a there's no real clear reason why that happened. I mean, they always point to that. What was it? The shooting with the um, the Franz Ferdinand, the, yeah, the hurts and smells and all that. But like, it just kind of blew up and came out of nowhere. And this book is kind of operating on the premise like this could happen. There's another wonderful um, documentary. It's a multi-part documentary on YouTube about World War One. I. I just watched it a couple months ago, and it was done, I think, in the 70s when a lot of the people were still alive. You know what it's called? Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. Hurts and Smells. Did you just fart? No. <laughs> okay. That was my dog. Sure. <laughs> Dogs don't make that kind of toot. Bottoms make that kind of toot. The bottom toot. Bong. It was like a chauffeur. A shofar. My my farts are actually drunken trombone sounds. So what else should we talk about besides Jews and death and what, yeah, what else people is going on in the news? What about um the the oh can God. I tell you how much I hate uh, my uh, I'm stopping my podcast because I hate my Self? podcast provider. Who is your podcast provider? Podomatic. Why? Why do you hate them? Because they I did not opt in to any type of automatic renewal. Yeah. And all That's of a true. sudden, and normally, I, if I see if I get any hint that there's an automatic renewal, I cancel it out immediately right so all of a sudden my year was up and it on january 1st and on january 1st i go and check my credit card statement and see that they charged me for automatic renewal so i immediately contacted them and explained the situation and was like this was not anything i asked for i did not opt into it i i do not approve of this charge they 
Discharge. Who's discharge? Discharge <laughs> and uh, totally unwilling to help me out. They were like, "Read the terms of service. We we don't give refunds." And th- mind you, this is they charge wow. for the year in advance. Yeah. And so I am disputing it through American Express right now. But just uh, I think opt stuff that you have to opt out of instead of opting in is so unethical, and nobody should be allowed to charge mm. your card. For anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's challenged, they should take it. Unless you've used the service after it was charged, no questions asked, they should remove the charge. I just think it's so wrong. So don't anybody use Potomatic. Now, I wouldn't even use their free service. I would like to endorse an organization that our friend, I would say our, but she's a friend of the show, Gina. And she's uh, very involved in this. Well, she's one of the founders of this organization called A is For. And they protect uh, women's reproductive rights. And they just had a big um, benefit with uh, Sarah Silverman. And uh, she got all these death threats because of it. But anyway, um, there's this program called Amazon Smile. And if you go to that website, you can sign up and they'll send like half of a percent of your purchase to to this organization. And you know who else is the co-founder is that lady who's on Breaking Bad, the hilarious. Um, She's very deadpan. What's her name? Not the star lady, but... Anne Plimpton. Frank? Plimpton. Oh, Martha, Martha Plimpton. Yeah, yeah. Who, by the way, I was so. playing that game Celebrity with Friends, and yeah. Martha Plimpton was one of the names I put into the bucket, uh-huh. and nobody knew who Martha Plimpton was except for me. I um, I played that game, and it was insane, because it was with such a variety of cultures and ages that it was just such a huge mess. Who was the most obscure person in the bucket? Oh, some like... Some like meme cartoon thing, like a little cartoon meme person or something that like apparently every you know kid who's about nineteen knows about. It was like Pixie Boy or something stupid like that. I remember when I was playing Twenty Questions with my then boyfriend Ira. The Ira Glass. He, Ira no, Banks. He he picked <laughs> Ira Banks. He picked somebody he went to elementary school with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have no idea who I just met you like two years ago. Yeah, I was like, this is, you can't pick somebody like that. Yeah. But I think he, he used to like doing things just to get on my nerves. The thing I remember about that game is I spilled a taco sauce on the floor and I didn't, it was on the carpet. I didn't tell anyone because I was too embarrassed. I feel bad. I was like eating. <laughs> I was like pig eating. You know what I mean? Because everybody's drinking. I don't drink. Fucking hate it. Like why? But and my friend who doesn't drink made me go to this party, so he's not the only one that doesn't drink. So what do you do at a party when you can't drink? Eat, 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 eat. Were, and it shows. Did they have good tacos? Oh yes, because they had a Mexican who brought them. They were actually um, not tacos. They were those uh, things with the corn wrappings. You know, one. You worn oh, tamales? Yes. Okay. Homemade. So delicious. Yeah, that does. Well, actually, I don't like, I'm not a fan of tamales. Well, excuse You're me. You're not? Excuse I'm not. Me. No tamales for <laughs> you. Is that a racist you. statement? <laughs> I don't, well, you would be the ultimate judge. Yeah. Where, do, how do I send a link to you? Is that how I do it? Yeah. What is that okay. for? That's for that World That's War. That's episode one of that World oh, War I right. documentary. And then there's this show. 
that Cheryl turned me on to in the Reagan, which is Getting On. Do you know that show? Getting On. Wanda, I think you would really like it. Are you it. asking me? Yes. No, you told me about it before we started, but I have not seen it. It's good. There's a character on it that reminds me of you. Oh, oh. The, the old lady? Played so, by June Squibb. Who's, did you see Nebraska? I know uh, Bradley didn't. I mean, Wanda. Did you see Nebraska, Reagan? I did not, no. Oh, that's, that's my favorite movie of the year. I loved that. Really? Movie. Yeah, people seem to love and it. And that Jean Squibb, or whatever her name is, is in it, too. And she's like the same kind of character, but you get way more of her. It's just so good. And the cinematography, the what way... What is it about? It's about this guy who gets a... You know, oh, that's kind of like Jerry Blank. It's about some... Guy. Yeah, who gets a publisher's clearinghouse notice. You could be the winner of a million dollars, you know. Everybody gets these. And the guy's played by Bruce Dernst, but he takes it literally. He says, well, I won this money. I got to go get it. But it's two states away in, in Nebraska. And he starts walking to Nebraska. And then his son starts arguing with him, and his son takes him. So it's all about going to Nebraska. And it happens to be where they're from, too. And they stop. And it's just this journey, and it's just such a phenomenal... And they're they're... Their way of displaying humanity is just brilliant. It's just like it's like American Gothic in a film. It is just so fucking brilliant. I just love it. But well, American Gothic in a film and funny. I mean, it's just it's a it's hilarious. I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it was. I mean, it's not. Well, like, I like that. I like the guy from Saturday Night Live in it a lot. Which one is he? Oh, what is his name? I think he's probably the son. Oh, the guy who was in um, um, the what did the, the the Great Gatsby? I don't know the guy who was MacGruber. Yeah, I think he was also. In the, I didn't know he was on SNL ever. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he his ass out. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these movies are quite as good as Lifetime's version of Flowers in the Attic or the Anna Nicole story. Yeah. Well, I want to say that um, I wish you guys saw Osage County because I felt like it was – I didn't like it. I thought it was so – Oh, I liked it. What didn't oh, you, you didn't like about it? Oh, yeah. it was just so much – acting and so much Merrill and I just felt like they were all vying for the spotlight of the acting and Julia Roberts okay so somebody sent me a clip of the play that it's based on and it's supposed to be funny and I just felt like these people are not comedic actors these are it's more like a black comedy and I didn't get that from the movie oh I did yeah I thought it was funny I uh, that moment where she was talking about the fish eat the yeah. fi- eat the fucking fish i thought i thought that yeah. was funny but i don't think it was well acted as in as, as the way it should be personally and i just think i'm sick of meryl streep the end and after seeing and then i watched kate blanchett and uh blue jasmine after that and i thought oh, my god kate blanchett is the new meryl streep i mean the way yeah, she can she's just, really good in that movie she, she is fucking phenomenal the way she can just change yeah um, I really liked good. her in Lord of the Rings. Was she in that? <laughs> yes. She plays Galadriel. My friend Nick Zed made a movie called Lord of the Cock Rings. Oh, no, that was Jen. Reverend Jen. Never mind. Reverend Jen? Yeah. She's a reverend. Women can't be reverends. She's an elf and a reverend. <gasps> oh, sacrilege. <laughs> Religina. <sighs> what else? We have like. A few more minis. Ten more minis. 
Ten more minis. Oh my gosh, what else are we going to talk about? My vagina? Hurts uh, and stinks? What else? What about all this fucking homophobia in the world as we get more rights? Like like in Nigeria, you know, there's all these new laws. Oh, against yeah, you know, I have a question about this. It, yeah. This this is such a blatant human rights violation. Yeah. Why are we giving them aid of any sort? Which one? Because uh, uh, Nigeria? Nigeria. I think we get a lot of oil. From oh, there. I'm sure. Uh, so we're giving them aid currently. Well, I don't know why don't we have a policy that says if you conduct genocide of a segment of your population, we are not providing you any type of financial aid. Hmm. I don't understand that. Well, because then we would have to actually not give money to people, and that would be problematic for. Well, but it forces, but it forces their hand. You know, I have, I have a feeling that they would probably get off their freaking high horses about it. If I mean, it just seems crazy to me hmm. that we would do any type of aid to a country that has laws well look at russia that, that man but nigeria is much worse off than russia yeah like why don't we cut them off and cut off all their our investments like we did with the party yeah i just don't understand it it just seems crazy to me i don't know maybe it's because it seems to be happening so fast or the awareness of it and it's fucking everywhere and and you know it's russia and I, it's it's that pushback thing you know again but certainly not in not in Nigeria, you know. It's like, like what civil rights, gay civil rights gain has been made there that would necessitate some type of backlash from Nigerians. No, I mean just from around the world, maybe. I mean, maybe it's always been like that, and they're just pointing it out. I don't fucking know. I don't know. This is ridiculous. Huffington Post, they're like really hitting rock bottom now because like they just posted something, male full frontal nudity supercut. Which stars have bared it all? Have bared it all? <laughs> and it's a video. Like, what the fuck? Why so I need to watch it is what you're saying? You're so judgmental, Madge. This seems to me like a very important story, actually. <laughs> well, I can't get the mute to work or I'd watch it now. But um, what's going on with these internet shit? I'm getting tired of like all the banal shit that gets shared. And why is every fucking story begin with a number now? Like, 13 reasons, blah. 12 reasons to blah. <laughs> then 30... I, as a rule, do not read any story that begins with a number. I truly do not. I refuse to. And I hate fucking BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's just, but it's how do you crap. really feel? That's how I really feel, Wondered Wisdom. <laughs> Wondered. <laughs> 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 I don't know why this is all very funny to me right now, but it is. But the good news is Cheryl. Die. The good news is Cheryl is going viral. Her walls fallout video has been skyrocketing. It's a very important video. Yes. Why don't they play that on Lifetime? Significant or on Huffington uh, Post. Yeah. Do you know what a prolapse is? I just keep warning Cheryl. I'm like Cheryl. I'm like Cheryl. <laughs> You have to realize, don't get too excited. We don't want this too viral, or it'll be like people that say, you know, bros, and and those YOLO people are going to start saying prolapse. So we'll have to change your language. So be careful. Well, I have I have a question for Wanda Wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Wanda, so tell me about this war going on between you and anti-Vera, anti-Vera Charles. <laughs> war? There's a war? That's what I've heard oh, from my sources. Oh, yeah, the Faye Dunaway thing. Wow, we haven't talked about that. What was this about Faye Dunaway? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you called her a tranny or something? No, I simply posted a photo of her looking like a hot mess. <laughs> And Vera and said, everybody, oh my God, everybody got all up in arms. <laughs> what did Vera Charles I was like, yeah. No, I, I turned what, the story around. The way I've been telling people is that Auntie Vera posted the picture and you were trying to defend Faye Dunaway. So <laughs> I turned it around just to piss off Vera. I haven't had any reaction, though. So I just assume go with that story because it's more Okay, fun. sure. I know I like that yeah, story. So <laughs> you were just trying to protect Faye Dunaway and Vera's like, oh, I use her, you know, I... She she sweeps my cobwebs out of my ceiling fans. So oh, Faye Dunaway yeah. does? Mm-hmm. Never mind. I'm not getting anywhere with this. <laughs> they can't all be winners, folks. Yeah, this is true. What else is that news? Is- In my life? Forget it. <laughs> Still trying to get a job. It fucking sucks. My, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually very surprised that you're having such a hard time finding a job. Because I'm, you get tested. Because you, you are a woman of many skills. I just don't. The I don't problem get is it. for this, for what I'm going into, you get tests like, like really drug hard, tests? No, like really hard, really hard exams. I'm doing one tonight actually. Um, where you have to like solve these complicated problems, and for each job you apply for, you have to do it. And it now, by like complicated problems, does that mean how do you t- increase volume on a microphone when you're doing a podcast? <laughs> we didn't cover that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just really hard. But like most of the people in my class have already gotten jobs, and the th- other thing is like I just find myself spending my time on right brain stuff like media and podcasting like i mean the good thing about this process is but hold on i think that's left brain stuff what i think right brain is your more analytical mathematical side and left brain is more i think it's the other no 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 you're right you're right yeah yeah Yeah. feminine stuff is right brain though buzz though a buzzfeed poll said that i'm right brain because uh, and that's true because it was on the internet you know what I can't like, stand is those ones. Now it's like now you have to be a thing. Like what's yeah. what if you were going to be a city? What city would you be? Oh, I'm Los Angeles. No, the worst. What did you get the worst one oh, was yeah. which one of John Hom's bulges are you? Oh yes, I'm shopping bulge. I was a, <laughs> I was a swimsuit bulge, even though I don't. I mean. <laughs> Are we messed so up? You or say what? you hate them, and that yet y'all participate in them. I lied. <laughs> the, that is, there are rare exceptions to every rule, and John Hamm's bulge, unfortunately, is one of them because I'm a lesbian. I just don't understand the point. Like, <laughs> we're people. You can't be a city. Why would you want to pretend to be a city? Maybe you could pick what city you'd like is, to like, live in. I didn't think the swimsuit. I didn't think there was. I didn't think it was a bulge at all in the swimsuit. I want to be the John Ham bulge that's in my mouth. Oh, okay. but then you wouldn't be—you'd be the bulge in the mouth. You wouldn't be John Ham's bulge in your mouth, oh, which you is what you want. Literal Wanda, because it doesn't make any sense. It makes Seems. perfect sense. Seals. Seals. 
Saint Amelia. Speaking of that, what about all this legalization of marijuana? Isn't it great? I think it is. I have mixed feelings about it. Do you? Why? Oh, I think people will fuck this up just like they fuck up everything else. Wow. Uh, I'm pretty um, against anything that involves smoking. Even marijuana. Even in your own house? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, I feel a little torn about this. I did not have a good experience whenever I was habitually smoking marijuana, and it's uh, part of what really led to a big OCD-related breakdown for me. Okay. So I should not – just because I have limitations because of my body's chemistry does not mean I should legislate other people based on my yes, it own – <laughs> because Jesus told me it's bad. Um, my dad has cancer, and he's been taking medical marijuana, and it's done phenomenal for him. So well, medical marijuana, I definitely am not opposed to in any way. I guess living in California, where medical marijuana means um, I have trouble sleeping, and you can get <laughs> well, hard. Yeah, I know people have made it like a huge joke basically like you just get a card and then right isn't that like that right right yeah i don't know like i'm not i used to be i guess a pothead though i was never like a daily kind of pothead but like to me it's like it's a plant you can't make a plant illegal it's a fucking plant and it just bothers me that a plant is illegal I think that if you're going to make anything I I don't see any sense in having pot marijuana illegal but cigarettes legal that to me is crazy right okay well i can i can buy that and the you know in chicago we just banned the indoor uh smokeless cigarette and i know your feelings on that reagan that you hate those but for me i don't think they should be banned because i think like they're all even though that they don't know exactly what the you know the health issues are with it but it's a lot better than smoking i think that's pretty obvious yeah but anything yeah, but nobody's I, done what, what science is, Science is that the fit. measure of whether we should make it legal? Like, it's not as bad as smoking. You know what else isn't as bad as smoking? Um, Sucking cock? Ripping my toenails out in a public space, but that doesn't mean it should be legal. That was a really good Is example. that illegal? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. I, Thanks, Professor. I feel, I feel as if smoking should be outlawed in our country. Wow. I really do. I will go as far as to say that. I, I do not think cigarettes should be legal. Wow. I I don't agree with that. And really? I used to Why? smoke, too. I smoked for years, 22 packs. Because we're a free country. So? So we should be able to smoke. We you should be what, able to do you know anything that means we're you know free. What is not free? It only, it what, only what is not harms ourselves. What is not free is health care in this country. And what is not free is me subsidizing other people's decision to smoke but then, and me having to pay higher well, uh, premiums. Well, then you, have to subsi- then you have to make sure that people – it should be illegal to be overweight then. I think well, you I, I can decide – you're comparing I, apples and oranges there because you have, to, you have to ingest food in order to survive. You do not have to ingest tobacco products in order to survive. I think in a free society, you guys can come together and decide what you want to allow and what not to allow. And if most people say, we don't want to do this, well, then you don't do it. And then you have things in place to make sure that you're not trampling on the rights of a minority in the process. 
but ultimately it's up to the group to decide are we going to do this or not. And it seems like it, we've been very effective at sort of getting rid of the cultural urge to smoke, which is really reduced numbers without having to, you know, sort yeah, of ban it. I because I don't that. know that outright banning something is going to do anything other than create a, a black market and a subculture that's just going to... And they're already, like, taxing the hell of it. And, like, what happens to all that tax money? Like, it sure didn't help our state. I mean, we're, like, the four, we're like the second worst state of, like, managing our money. Yeah, when I was in Elgin, we went to a hamburger joint, and they had video poker machines inside. The, I mean, it was basically Las Vegas in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I could not believe my eyes. But you don't have that in California? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it's just all these tacky motherfuckers. If you ever want to, like, see, like, a hilarious view of humanity, go to go to a, go to the slots at a casino on a, you know, Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Although I have downloaded a slots game from my iPad, and I enjoy playing it a lot. Oh. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's time for Wanda to wrap it up since she's the hostess. Well, ladies, thank you so very much for joining us. And those of you who are on the live stream, congratulations for being there for that mess live. live. And uh, on my left, Madge Weinstein, say goodbye to your gentle audience. Bye. Visit me at yeastradio.com. Come in. And on my right, uh, the lovely Regina Lynn. Say goodbye. Ah, your thank you listeners. for remembering my new middle name. I thank you very much. Shalom. And I'm Wanda Wisdom. Thank you. Like my body. And I'm Rachel Can. Chag Sameach. Want some money? <laughs>